Welcome to the Smith and Rowan Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowan. From the ninth floor of the greatest resort you could ever live in. A place where they bring you all that you need anytime you need it. Wow. Except there is massive pain that follows oh, anything you're they bring. In, you're in Hawaii. I am in the Hawaii Hilton of Baptist Hospital. Oh, whoa, in Winston whoa. Salem, North Carolina. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, you're in. That's you're right. in the Baptist Hilton. Okay, I'm in the Baptist Hilton, and they are dispensational. Well, um, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Listen, they do not know, believe in covenant theology. That's right. Well, you see, you misunderstood what I said. Yeah, I didn't say you were in Hawaii. I said, "How are you?" Oh, how are you? Say, oh, yeah, 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 how are you? Okay. And well, I, I, seem to, I seem to be faring remarkably well. I'm ahead of all of the doctor's reports. There you go. And, there you go. Uh, they are simply an amazement at the progress. I keep telling them all to Jesus. Oh, no. That's right. To God be the glory. Amen. I also tell them that. They've just never dealt with anybody like me. And, <laughs> that's for sure. You know, Amen. Praise God. Amen. So I think that's what's yeah. going on. If they only I am doing well. I'm doing well. That's good. That's good. Well, we're doing a live broadcast yeah. via Dairy Farm and via Baptist Hospital. That's right. And Jeff's doing great. Yes, I am. We're glad that you're doing good, and yeah. he'll be out of there in a few days. And so yeah. we're glad. And we do give God the glory. Yeah, for and the great things say, he has done. Yeah, boy. And I want to say, all joking aside, Alan, and this is not the uh, hospital medication speaking, <laughs> I do want to say that here we are in the hospital. You're at work, and I'm at the hospital. Normally, I'm at work. Right. But we have a mandate from the Father to That's serve right. the Lord, to keep pressing on. That's right. And those that yield to their bodies— yeah. very often finds themselves in a weakened spiritual state. And right. so being able to do what little we do gives me strength. Amen. Now, Amen. that being said, from a serious nature, let me say to the millions listening around the world, to our <laughs> elephant tones. <laughs> here we yeah. go. We got several things to pause on here Yeah. Uh, this morning. And we got anything from Pope Francis defends Islam as a religion of peace. We've also got the miracle of our new speaker, Mike Johnson. We now have a new speaker of the house. His name is Mike Johnson, which is they're calling it a miracle, and I agree. And yeah. then we got another one here, how AOC blames Christian fundamentalists for fueling Palestinian conflict. <laughs> wow. Let's go back to the miracle on yeah. Pope Francis. I mean, come on, Pope Francis. You're just, yeah. what are you, you know, thinking? The odd thing about that is George Bush started years ago after 9-11. He started talking about how Islam was a religion of peace. Yeah. Now, here's the, the truth of the matter is the tenets of the Islam faith requires the destruction of anyone that's not a Muslim. Yeah. That's not very peaceful. And uh, they believe, much like Dominionist and oh my theologians oh my believe. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, they really do. They believe that they're going to well, make things true. better here on earth and then hand mm -hmm. their kingdom to their coming Messiah. Yeah, well, that's, that's and, you're right there. So there is a parallel there. Just point that out to all of the rapture deniers 
that you're actually lining up with the Islam faith in your doctrine. Why don't you just start us a war? I haven't got time and, to answer all these emails. <laughs> and all of those who believe somehow or another that Israel is to blame for those that come in and kidnapped and has decapitated babies and raped women. If you believe Israel is to blame for that, then you're basically just an idiot. You're an idiot. You're a complete moron. Look in the mirror and say to you our, met the dumbest our, person in the world. To our listeners, Jeff is on medication in the hospital. But in his defense, he talked like this before, before the I was medication. On medication. That's exactly right. That's but Jeff, right. it does it does cause us to give a serious look on our theology, on our eschatology. And we do have to be careful because we'll speak a lot of times when we need to be careful because we don't realize what we are lining up with in our Christian yeah. faith. Yeah. And we have to be careful that we don't use our Christian faith to represent what we think when our yeah. Christian faith of a mandate is to represent what God thinks. You know what, Alan? I heard a man say in systematic theology, it just about doesn't matter who's teaching it. Uh -huh. You follow the same patterns. You have right. Christology, which is the doctrine of Christ. Right. You got pneumatology, right. the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. You got eschatology, the doctrine of end times. You got all right. of these things in systematic theology. What's left out of just about all the books is Israelology. Yes. And it should be taught. And there is a vast lack of knowledge of that, even among some Christians. That's right. I mean, it's actually people say, well, you know, we got the world and we got all these nations. No, no, no. We've right. got, as far as God's concerned, you got Israel and then the nations. And other, right. in other words, Israel is God did set them aside to use them as an agent in which to expense or to give his truth to the world. Now, we know that they failed and failed and failed, and they're in a failing state right now. Actually, Israel, there's not believers in control. When I say believers, believers in Christ as a Messiah. They are not in control in Israel even today. Even though you have Jewish control, you don't have Jewish Christians. I'm sure there's some there. I should I need to be careful, perhaps, but I'm sure there might be a few, but I'm not really sure where they are. But nonetheless, we are to support Israel, them accepting Jesus as the Messiah, Jeff. I don't think dictates whether we are to support him or not. What do you think on that topic? I agree totally. We're to support Israel. Because the Word of God says we are to support Israel and that we're blessed by blessing them. It yeah, does not yeah. matter. Listen, let me tell you, God shows us grace and forgives us of all of our sins and iniquities. Wow, I'm glad Yet it that. seems like that Christian people, some Christians, like you say, not all of them, the Christian majority, I believe, supports Israel. Yeah, I do too. There are a few out there that's not in support of Israel, and they call them Christ killers and yeah. uh, different things of that nature. We need to understand that was in the plan of God before the foundation of the world. Yeah. And God chose to bless the nations of the earth yeah. through a little piece of land called Israel. So it's utterly foolish to declare anything other than that. And it leads you to a replacement theology that's just anti-scriptural. Right. Getting back to what the Pope said, you sent me a clip on the, that John MacArthur had sent out. Yeah. And man, what an interesting concept that the awaited Messiah for the Muslim world 
they use Revelation 6, 1 and 2 as the introduction to their Messiah. Well, man, you know that that's the description of the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. And in every way, apparently, according to John MacArthur, the description of the Antichrist fits the same description of the awaited Messiah for the Islam faith. I got to tell you, Alan, that lines up and does make complete and total sense in what's going on. What's your thoughts about that? Well, you see, the Muslim, the way I understand it, there is a Muslim Messiah called the Mada, and they call him the Mada as a Muslim Messiah. It's like we say we're looking for the return of Christ as the Messiah to Israel. Well, the Muslims also have a Messiah. They call it the Mahdi. And so it appears that the Mahdi is the Antichrist or the white horse rider of Revelation chapter 6. And so we know the thing that I don't know, that I believe that most Christians understand, is that the Muslims are looking for a Messiah also. But I think, you'll be standing to correct it here, Jeff, but I'm thinking that the Muslims are split. You got the Sunnis and the, the other group there. The Shiite. Yeah, Shiite, yes. And so you have one group saying that Muhammad himself is going to return, and another group says, no, it's another one, but it'll be their Messiah is going to return called the Mahdi. But, I mean, it makes total sense to me, Jeff, that the Muslims would have a total duplicate, if you will, not duplicate in perfection, but a duplicate into it's a fake Messiah, but it's going to duplicate the events of the second coming of Christ, except it's going to be a precursor to the second coming of Christ. And our scriptures easily firmly tell us that there'll be an antichrist coming. So it appears one possibility, and this is what John MacArthur was alluding to, is that it appears that this antichrist is also the false messiah that the Muslims are saying they're waiting on. So that is a, as John MacArthur did so well in explaining it was just incredible, I thought, of what he was saying about that. I had never quite connected all of those dots. It rings so true, not just that the Islam Messiah replicates everything that the Lord Jesus is going to represent and do, and not only does it fit into the narrative of the book of Revelation perfectly, but I'd also have to say that in order to pull that off, all of the other religions of the world have to embrace Islam as a peaceful religion in order for him to be able to sign the covenant with many nations as well as Israel. Uh It would have uh to be characterized as a religion of peace in order to do that. So I'm not surprised that the Pope would say it's a religion of peace. I'm not surprised that George Bush would say it's a religion of peace. I'm not surprised that anybody would say that, quite honestly. But what I am surprised at is that the deception that comes out of that, what I would say is the paramount lie, the deception that comes out of that would turn people against the best interests of Israel and into the best interests of terrorists around the world that seeks for Israel's destruction. You know, and I think that's what we're seeing here. Well, it sure does uh, appear to fit the book, you know, that fits the book. And so I think we need to be careful, though, in in that I'm talking to some Christians, even as soon as yesterday, that were blaming Israel for this war that Hamas has started against Israel. And how in the world you make those kind of jumps is beyond me. Well, I can't see it. I can't see it even on a natural level. I think that's what's so not interesting, but revolting, really, to me. 
is that someone could say this terrorist group, Hamas, came in and they raped women, decapitated babies, kidnapped senior citizens to hold as human shields, tortured and has brutalized Americans, killed Americans, but yet this is all Israel's fault. Even on a natural level, I don't understand it. But on a spiritual level, I really don't understand it. If someone uh-huh. professes to know the Lord and has any kind of just a, a elementary understanding of the Bible, you yeah, can't arrive yeah. at that conclusion, Alan. You just can't exactly. arrive at that conclusion. And it shows that it's a demonic thing, such as happened to Israel when God blinded them. You know, Israel's been blinded to the to the grace of, of our Lord Jesus as right. a nation. Right. But there's coming a day when all of Israel's going to be saved. I look forward to that time. Is that not the truth? There's a, Jeff, is, you know, is this is it the topic we're discussing now progresses? There's a, another article here on a Prophecy Newswatch, and the title of it, Jeff, is The Scary Generation Gap Views on Israel versus Hamas. Right. Now, that is a, we know that that's happening at universities with the younger generations. But if you'll allow me, let me read just a paragraph or two to set the stage of this progressing problem of our younger generations being void of historical truth and causing them to come to wrong conclusions. A collection of recent polling done by various respected organizations on the differing views of Americans over the Israeli-Hamas war that will shock you. While America strongly supports Israel and is horrified by the slaughter of more than 1,400 Jews, our college campuses and new polling reveal just how far off course a generation of kids has drifted as they grew up being fed by social media and parented by our institutions. This month's Harvard, CAPS, Harris poll shows how wide the divide has grown. Ask whether they support Israeli or Hamas. Those over 65 years of age sided with Israel, 95% to 5%. The generations who in their day protested the Vietnam War and lived through the Watergate scandal. Now, here elite university are, are universally sided with Israel. Some of them may remember the 1973 war when Israel was attacked by thousands of tanks in a surprise multi-country invasion, as well as the attempts made by many American presidents to find peace that would both recognize Israel and give Palestinians a state of their own. To them, the idea that they would side with Islamic fundamentalist groups bent on wiping out Jews and Israel is absurd. Now, let's look at the views of those ages, 18 to 24. They support Israel over Hamas by the thinnest of margins, 52 to 48 percent. Yeah. These students were mostly born after 9-11. Yeah. Wow. That's hard to believe in it. And have no memory of when America was attacked. They miss Schindler's List and have little or no connection to World War II or the Holocaust. They simply have little to no knowledge about the extermination of six million Jews in gas chambers and post-war return of the Jewish people to their ancient homeland. The Hamas attack and its slaughter of civilians by the bushel provided a moral bright light that exposes a moral decay on our campuses. Now, here's one other paragraph. Ask the most basic facts about the controversy today. Many of these young people failed the test. When asked if Hamas killed 1,400 innocent civilians, 32% of this college aid group said it never happened. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my word. Now, what do you do with that? Well, you know, the thing is, Alan, from a natural religious perspective, 
And I say it that way because I believe that education, higher education, is a natural religion, a man-made natural religion. I believe that. I think that from that perspective, there is nothing that you can conclude but that Israel is at the very best, just a nation like every other nation. I get irritated when I hear people say that that Israel's a nation like every other nation. They're not not. a nation like every other nation. They are a nation appointed and mandated by God to be a nation and to be in their land. From a spiritual Christian perspective, I've heard people get up and preach on the Valley of Dry Bones, and apparently they ain't got a clue what they're preaching. That was about when God was recalling Israel to their land and raising them up in their land, the regathering of the people. The restoring of a nation in a day. We saw that. That that took place in 1948. That history is not talked about. And furthermore, I've said this before, but to think that Israel's just been a nation since 1948 is not just a naive view. It's plumb stupid. That's right. It's it's just stupid. And you you about have to take that view if you're going to follow up with a conclusion that this is Israel's fault or that Israel shouldn't defend themselves, or that the Palestinians have been neglected in some way. Yeah, if you're New Testament, which is Matthew chapter 1, in the New Testament, the first verse says, The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, why, I foretell, does your New Testament open with the very first verse citing Jesus Christ as the son of David and the son of Abraham? The reason is God gave two basic covenants. Uh, one was to Abraham about land which that's what we're talking about. He promised Abraham. The Abrahamic covenant was his descendants and land. And then he had a covenant with David. It's basically about a king would sit on the throne of that land of the Abrahamic covenant. Yeah. And that king would rule and reign forever. And that is the, would be, we know is ultimately that's going to be Christ. And that's the reason the first verse says Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. He said, here's Jesus Christ. And he's fulfilling these two covenants of the ruler of the land and the ruler of the throne. Yeah. So your New Testament, very first verse starts with that declaration. So anybody that says that that land where Israel is, is not of the Jews, it was a covenant with David, with Abraham and David, land and then the yeah. king on the throne of that, ruling over yes. that land. So anyway, yes. for anybody to say that Israel, that's not their land, number one, it was mandated by God. And number two, the Jews have always, even though it wasn't recognized as a Jewish nation, you still, I heard Palestinians say, well, the Palestinians were there. Yeah, and Jews were there also. That's see. right. So anyway. To have the argument that that's not their land would be a very, very weak argument. And, not only that, you need to talk. Well, you need to take an argument up with God's all I know. If you don't yeah. believe in God, I could see why you would have an opinion. And but if right. you believe in God, I don't know why you would have an opinion on that. That's right. Which shows you that Harvard has become godless because mm-hmm. that's what they teach. They teach that Israel has no right to their land. But that's Palestinian land, and Israel's been occupying Palestinians for 75 years. Yeah, and you know, That's right. The only way you can have that opinion is to not believe in God. Yeah, so you become a godless organization. And mm-hmm. so, you know, again, the satanic temples of doom has indoctrinated the minds of people that's went there. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. they've believed it, 
because they have intellectual arguments that don't make sense, especially when you hold their intellectual argument up against truth. Well, if you pay that much money to go to these places, you're going to uphold them because you got too much money. I'll tell you what I, an old farmer said to me one time, Jeff. It was He had a silo. Silos where you put your silage if you own the farm. This is big upright silo. I'll not name the name of it, but it's a. It was a steel silo with glass fused to it. Is how how it was known. Yeah. The big blue blue tube we called them, and the things were incredibly expensive. So the only people who had them were people who could borrow enough money to build one. But anyway, so I went to this farmer one day, and he had one of those big blue tubes, and. I was out there talking to him and I said, and he, and he wasn't using it. And so, so there he had this big expensive silo sticking up in the air, big old blue tube sticking way up in the air. And I went up to him. I said, his name was Arnold. I said, Arnold, why don't you're not even using your big expensive. And of course I'm saying that this blue tube is the same thing as going to a university and paying a lot of money. In other words, if yeah. you got a lot of money in something, you believe in it, <laughs> whether yeah, it's good or not. Right. So, but he, I said, but you're not using it. And he said, Al, I said, why, why don't you just tear it down? He said, no, I'm not tearing it down. I said, well, why? He said, I want to be reminded that that's a monument to an idiot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I said, what? He said, that's I was right. an idiot to pay that much for something I can't even use. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and, <laughs> I have now brought that one into the bright side of oh, life. Oh, you've, cor you've corrupted me. I mean, because no doubt. Now he has yeah, actually yeah. stated that it is nothing more than monuments to idiots. That's, I've got that's what, well, I, that's I'm a, quoting a good, what that farmer slogan. said. That's a good title to the Satanic Temples of Doom. They are monuments to idiots. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't I come up with that. Oh, I Alan Smith said, said that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Alan I've, Smith said that. I've created a monster. And, and <laughs> I just think that it was actually revelatory. <laughs> and uh, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, Alan Smith. Uh, I'll just say. Uh, yeah, you'll just say. Uh, yeah. That's what he said. He said, no, I'm not going to tear it down. I said, why? He said, that's a monument. It's a reminder. That's a monument to an idiot. Yeah, that's of course, right. He, he was talking about himself. And yeah. uh, I never did forget that. And I'm afraid we've. I'm afraid we've all paid a lot of money for some stuff that we've, the only reason we still embrace them. Could you imagine spending that much money with a Harvard certificate wow. that you're a doctor or whatever? You're going to embrace it. You're going to stand up for it. You're going to have the sweatshirt or t-shirt. Yeah, and, that's right. Because you got so much blame money in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But this, I think this old farmer had the right conclusion in his silo. He well, said, and two, uh, those same institutions are teaching the same lie that Islam is a religion of peace uh, when in actuality, Islam is a religion of war, well, of it's not, murder. It's, it's not panning uh, out that way. I mean, but, but now I can also in their defense, Jeff, I can, I don't know that we need to judge a lot of things by its extreme form, but we know, I, I listened to this podcast the other day and there was this guy that had been a member of Hamas and he was still a Muslim, but a member of Hamas. And he had come out of the organization saying that it was just corrupt. He couldn't stand it anymore. And so yeah. his take on it was that it was a corrupt organization full of men that were full of hatred. But he said, you got to understand something. He said, I was, as a little boy, was raised to hate Israel. Yeah. I was taught 
to raise uh, to hate Jews. He said, but today as a grown man, I'll tell you that, and I am, I'm still Muslim and I, and I can be on this podcast. And he said, I'll lose a lot of friends over this and maybe even worse. But he said, I want to thank the Jews in Israel for allowing us to keep our Dome of the Rock over on Temple Mount. So wow. I, th- I thought that was incredible. He said, I know that they don't have to do that. And I just want to say on the record that I thank you for you allowing that to be there. So, I, I mean, so. He, he had seen through the extremist of hatred and all of that. And he, he had a very good testimony. Now, he wasn't Christian by no means, but he had definitely seen light. He had seen some truth. And so I think we need to, we do need to make a distinction, perhaps not necessarily the faith of Islam, because you and I have our, our conclusions on that, but you got individuals and they can be good people, Jeff. Yes, I do know that. I do know that. Yeah. And so when we say that, we don't mean it as a racist comment. Or that uh, it's in its totality. Yes. I, I just feel pressed to say that because as individuals, we respect people. And I respect the right for a Muslim to be one. Absolutely. And, but I don't respect the right if a Christian would kill Muslims and just go in and kill your family or vice versa. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's idiot. That's it an is. idiot. Well, Jeff, yeah. listen, buddy, they're uh, liable to come in and give you a shot or slap you upside the head or something like that. Well, I had one to, shot during the podcast and uh, mm. they're coming in with another one. Yes, just any moment. Okay. So, okay. Well, we'll just yeah. pray you'll enjoy all that. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the giggle there. Yes, I, I understood the giggle. Just like our producer, you laugh at other people's suffering. I understand that. that was All right, yes. buddy. Well, listen, we'll do it again tomorrow. Yes, let's uh, do it. You, and you'll perhaps still be there, but another day or two, and you'll be out of there, and you'll be back yeah, on our video podcast. Yes, uh, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah, buddy. Well, listen, you get out of there. We, we got some stuff to do for the kingdom. Amen. We'll do it. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. See you. Bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrowlandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.